0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month of Bauna and we read today in the Gospel reading Christ speaking about how He is He has the authority to cast out demons. As he cast out a demon, the people were accusing him of casting out demons by the power of, of Satan. And so the Lord responded to him to them and said, How is it possible for a person through the power of Satan to cast out Satan? Because if this were the case, then the kingdom of the devil was would be divided. And if the kingdom of the, of, of the devil is divided, then there is no way that his kingdom could stand. One of the things that the devil actually has going for him is that he is very united. We don't see that the demons are quarreling with one another, or fighting with one another, or ge- be becoming jealous with one another. They are united in one purpose and one goal, which is to cause the destruction of man to destroy the children of God and this is what the devil is trying to do to all of us and he does it in a very um, methodical calculated way Uh, and his kingdom is not suffering from division as maybe we see in the church sometimes we have divisions in our families sometimes we have divisions and even in our own self we have divisions that our motivations are sometimes not sincere. Our motivations are sometimes divided. Part of me wants to do something and a part of me wants to do something else. So the Lord responded to this accusation against him and he said every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So let's speak a little bit about the types of divisions that we suffer because certainly if our kingdom is suffering from divisions, then according to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom will not stand. The first type of division is the faltering between two opinions. In 1 Kings 18, when the people were struggling in their worship, and part of them wanting to worship God, and part of them wanting to worship Baal. So he says, "What? how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. So these two opinions that they had was causing them to be kind of stuck in this middle ground where they were trying to worship two contra- contradictory things. They could not worship God and Baal because God said that he is the only God. If he is the only God, how is it they would worship Baal? And if they are worshiping Baal, then that means that they do not believe in God. And if they are worshiping God, that means they do not believe in Baal and yet they were trying to do both simultaneously at the same time. And so they could not make up their mind on what to do. Their hearts were divided, and they did not grow deep in their relationship with God because their faith was a a very superficial one. It was an external one. And their hearts were divided, seeking to worship something else other than God. So we also cannot live for God and the world at the same time. We cannot say that we are the children of light and that we are Christians and believers, and that we believe in eternal life, and we believe that God is calling us to a higher calling, while at the same time living in darkness, while at the same time partaking of the dark things that are in the world, while at the same time wanting to be children of light. Certainly we struggle, and certainly there is temptation, and maybe we fall and we get up again. But this is a decision that we make of what is it that I choose? How is it that I choose to live? What is my lifestyle? And if I do fall, what is my reality? Reaction, what is my response? Do I stand again? Do I ask God for forgiveness and I continue walking in His way or not? It is not possible for us to be in light and darkness at the same time. Which, this is also the second point in 2nd Corinthians 6 says for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Belial an example of this is Ananias and Sapphira Ananias and Sapphira they were very early Christians they came to the church they saw that everybody was offering all of their possessions to the church. And so they also wanted to be seen as being generous and having given all of their possessions to the church. So they sold what they had, but they kept part of it for themselves and they gave the rest of it to the church. And they said to everyone that they had given everything. They did not have to give everything. They could have very well given part of what it is, whatever it is they wanted to give, and this was nothing wrong with that. And yet they wanted to be seen as being completely 100% given up all that they had to the church, and so they lied. And because they lied, St. Peter condemned them, and actually they fell and dropped dead on the spot. So what is it that they were trying to do? They were trying to live as this lifestyle of, yes, I have given up all things for Christ. I have given up all of my livelihood. I've given up all of my possessions. I've completely sacrificed myself for the sake of the kingdom of God. But Um, this is not real, this is not sincere, I've not actually done so. This is just what I want other people to believe about me, while at the same time, I may be harboring a lie. I'm not being open or honest about what it is that I have done. And so again, they're trying to have both ways. Maybe we are sometimes wanting to appear a certain way in front of the people, Um, And this is our main focus uh, is how is it that I appear? Maybe more than how is it that God sees me? How is it that I actually appear in the eyes of God compared to the people? So this is another division. I I am divided. My motives are divided. Another type of division is the division between the heart and the action. In Matthew 12, the Lord says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. A good heart cannot yield bad fruit, and a bad heart cannot yield good fruit. So we cannot have evil inside of us while at the same time being righteous from the outside. Because we can only put up that sharad for so long before it becomes known and obvious that it is not sincere. But if i have goodness inside of me if i truly have the spirit of god in me then it will overflow and appear on the outside that i will bear fruits and people will see those fruits not because i'm trying to impress the people but simply because this is what happens when i have righteousness inside of me the pharisees actually had this problem. They wanted to appear righteous in front of everyone. They wanted to appear as the teachers of the law, as the teachers of Israel. But as the Lord Jesus Christ accused them of, they were full of dead man's bones. Meaning they were full of uncleanness and insincerity and impurity and hypocrisy. And so for that reason, no matter how much they tried to appear righteous before the people and before Christ, it was very clearly evident that they were wicked. So this is another division that we have. A division between the way that I... Am on the inside and the way that I want to appear on the outside. Who is it that I really am? And who is it that I am trying to please? If I am righteous from the inside, it will be reflected in my actions. It will be reflected in my speech. It will be reflected in my kindness. It will be reflected in my prayer. It will be reflected in my service. It will be reflected in the love that I show to other people. This is an overflow of what is on the inside. So what is it that we should focus on is the inside. We should focus on how to cleanse myself so that my actions are pure and righteous before God. Another type of division is the division between the new practice and the old mind. The Lord said And no one puts a new wine no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts and the wineskins the wi- uh, and the wines sorry or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. What is this representing? He is speaking about the mind. When a person comes to the faith, uh, their mind is renewed. They are given a, a new truth that they now understand, new thoughts, new ideas that they now understand, new faith that they did not have before. But this new information and this new faith cannot be placed into the old wineskin, which is the old mind, which is the old life. You cannot continue in the old life while at the same time accepting the faith and this is maybe what sometimes people do, is yes, my faith is one of the mind. I accept certain facts, certain information. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ. I accept that this is uh, events that happened in history. I I accept that the church teaches certain things. I accept that I should take communion. I accept these things. But while I still have the old person or the old mind that is still causing me to live according to my old life and not according to the new life, the transformation that the Lord is seeking to do in us is a complete transformation. Not just new information, or like new wine that is being put into the wineskin, but the wineskin completely is being changed from being old to being new, to being completely transformed as a completely new person. A problem that we see actually as an illustration of this is Simon the Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer, he was a magician, he was an occultist, he did magic, and this is how he lived his life. And then when he saw the disciples performing miracles and he saw what they were doing he changed and he repented and he burnt all of his books and he said you know i want to be a christian but then when he saw the disciples were laying hands on people and that those people were receiving the gift of the holy spirit he became envious of this gift and he wanted to have this gift. And so he offered the disciples money so that he could have this gift of what he considered to be a kind of magic. He considered to be, you know, this spiritual work that by the laying of hands, people would receive the Holy Spirit. So all part of him, uh, was was repenting part of him wanted to change part of him wanting to accept a new kind of life but he was still operating with the old mind the old mind is that I want to have these gifts and I'm even willing to pay money to receive these spiritual gifts so it was it was, uh, it was a conflicted divided heart that he had sometimes again we have this conflict we are trying to live in the Christian worldview while still having the world view of the world. Another type of division is the double standard. Christ said about the Pharisees. He says, "Therefore whatever you tell whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. Being the Pharisees, what they were teaching was right. If you looked at the words that they said, they were teaching the law and the law was right. But if you looked at their actions, they did not practice the law. They did not live according to the law that they preached. And so this is the double standard, which is another division. Maybe all of us, we say all kinds of things that are right to be said. Maybe anyone who is a parent, we say all day long things that are right to our children of how is it they should live and how is it the things that they should do right, things they shouldn't do wrong and so on. But we find ourselves maybe in a situation where even as we are preaching to others, we are not living according to the standard that we are telling other people to live by. And again, there is a difference between hypocrisy and weakness. A weak person is a person who tries to live according to that standard as much as possible. Maybe we fall short or we fail of living that standard, and when we do so, we repent. That is weakness. That is common to all of us. Hypocrisy is not the same. Hypocrisy is the focus only on the outward, the focus only on the others and not on myself. My goal is to simply appear, to be a certain way in front of others or to judge others without judging myself, without being sincere in my own desire. So we should live by the same standard that we preach. And of course, the standard that we preach is the standard of God. The greatest preaching that we can preach is to live a godly life. To live godly in the world, this is more important than any sermon or any verses that we could explain to people because if we are preaching these things without having lived them in ourselves, then all of our preaching is useless and actually might bring people even further away from God than to Him. So the double standard is the fifth type of division. What are the problems with this divided heart? When we have a divided heart, we cannot taste the goodness of God because our hearts are poisoned. Sometimes we find ourselves frustrated because we feel like we cannot go deep in our relationship with God. We feel like our relationship with God is very superficial and it's not growing any deeper and it's not improving and we're not feeling the love of God in our heart or the being aware of the presence of God. Maybe part of the problem is that we have this divided heart because we are not fully invested. Because we are, part of our heart is for God and part of our heart is for the world or for other things. So we are not fully invested and so we find ourselves unable to grow deeper, unable to go deeper into our relationship with God. Also, we cannot grow in the faith because we are paralyzed. We, 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 we don't we, we don't we don't understand. We don't have a deeper understanding of God. We don't have a desire to read more. we don't have a desire to pray more. We don't have a desire to to come and serve the church more because again our hearts are divided. Our heart is outside. We are not coming completely and offering all of ourselves to God. And maybe also another problem with the divided heart is that we are a source of offense because if other people see my division, if other people see hypocrisy in me, if other people see that I'm saying one thing and doing another thing, or that I'm saying that I'm a Christian and coming to church, but outside I'm doing all ca- manner of sins and, and, and hiding them and, and living a completely different kind of life, maybe this will cause me to be a source of offense and people will actually turn away from God and not tor- turn toward God. Finally, I want to leave with this nice verse from Psalm 86. It says, teach me your way, O Lord, I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. This idea of uniting my heart, that we want our heart to be united and not divided. And as the Lord Jesus Christ said, any kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so also our heart, if it is divided, cannot stand, it cannot grow in faith, it cannot grow in love, it cannot have joy or hope. Because these things we receive from God only when we are fully invested in Him and not have any kind of division. So may God grant us to have this unity of heart and unity of love with one another, with ourselves and and with God, and that we are always aware of His presence in our lives, and that we are always hopeful and thankful for all that He does for us. And glory be to God forever. Amen.